Yeah, welcome back. Greatest podcast in the world. A decision to click play. And now you're going to learn things. You're going to laugh. You might even get a little teary-eyed at the 42-minute mark. Um, that is true. Also, that's a prediction, by the way, because we haven't got there yet. Yeah, but that's like the whole point of the podcast is like predicting things. But your sweatshirt looks great. Is that like that's kind of who you are? You're that stupid dog who says, "Is, <laughs> is he stupid or no. is he a monk?" So my uh, one of my business partner Joe, he's got that framed in a back on the on his wall because this is who I am. I'm calm when there's fire. You know what? I'm out on by the way. I am out on the graph that's like, this is what you think progress looks like. This is what progress actually looks like. <laughs> and it's like a squiggly line instead of the straight up and to the right line. I'm out on that. What I'm does it look out like? On that. What? What's it look like? No, it's correct. I'm just out on the graphic. Like we know. <laughs> we like if you don't know that by now. Like if you're if you're over the age of 25, you actually have to report that comment as spam when you see it on LinkedIn. <laughs> you you can't like it. You have to say flag this as redundant. I uh, learned this 15 years ago, and it I got it the first time I saw it. I got it. Never needed to see it again. Dude, I haven't ran Facebook ads in a couple of years, but when I did, what when I ran it, I think that if just one person clicked flag as spam. That had a meaningful difference on the ad. Is that still the, is that still the truth? Uh, I don't know because that's hard to say. It's hard. It's, it's like a black box now, so it's really hard to know. Um, but dude, you got to just fire up the old ad manager once in a while. Take it for a spin. Well, what I used to do is any competitor, I would always click flag as spam. Yeah, I was going like, to say there's only one reason you know that. <laughs> yeah, I would do it. I would do it constantly because when I was running the ads, like I would have an ad set that got seen by like. Uh, 10 million people and I would notice like if two people clicked flag that would actually make a meaningful difference in the CPM and click through rate and so whenever I learn that I'm like oh every time I see someone I don't like flag 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 it's, it's honestly a miracle morning brew succeeded given that you were doing this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more I credit to them actually <laughs> I created eight accounts just to flag them <laughs> all right um, let's uh, wait let's, before we get in we do have to remind everyone about the gentleman's agreement so well, this, in fact what you were saying about reporting things and clicking buttons it just did remind me of the gentleman's agreement and what is the agreement uh, the agreement is think of it as an agreement. Uh, think of it as as a firm handshake done digitally between uh, two gentlemen. And, and and one gentleman says, I will provide an unlimited, free flowing, all you can eat buffet of content for the low price of zero dollars. As long as you go to YouTube, you type in my first million and you click subscribe. And I'm not just saying that so we get more subscribers. I'm saying that so that you get more of the content that you need. I'm just looking out for you. And so that's just what one gentleman does for another. We dedicate our lives to this podcast. You spend 15 seconds to click subscribe. It's like, that's the gentleman's agreement. We can't go to your computer and check that you're doing this. So if you watch more than one episode, you owe it to us. And that's just the agreement. Yeah, it's more like a Santa, you know, naughty or nice list thing. You just <laughs> need to do it just in case. So please <laughs> do that for us. We work hard on this. Um, Hey, quick break to talk about our sponsor today. We're talking about HubSpot and their new AI-powered service hub. Okay, so what is service hub? Basically, every customer today wants to be talked to in a personalized way. And before, that required tons of human agents. But now, with AI, you could do that in a personalized way with fewer humans involved. And so you don't have to scale up your team in order to deliver personalized chat and service. So check out HubSpot's new service hub to use their AI tools to give better support to your customers. That's what they want and that's what they deserve. So visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn how this all new solution can help you deliver customer service with AI to your customers. Semi-glutide. Do you want to talk about this? <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this. I'll be fairly open about semi-glutide. I decided I will. But I, so you told me, let's talk about semi-glutide. And I feel a little bit vindicated because I've been telling you about this thing. I, I This happens a lot. I want to say, I, I want to say a couple months ago. Do you think it was a couple months ago? Let's just say a couple months uh, ago. It was a little longer than that. It was more like Sam four. goes, um, dude, I'm getting an insane. It was after the recording. After the recording, Sam usually unloads like one or two just bombshells. And he's like, dude, I'm getting an insane shape right now. I'm taking these drugs. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I took this stuff. It's dude, it's amazing. I don't want to eat any sugar anymore. Hold on. 
hold on. We have to let me set a little bit of the stage here. So I like testing new products, and that oftentimes includes body stuff. I'm just a fiend for testing stuff. I love testing everything. And I'm not opposed to injecting myself uh, with stuff in order to test it. Just like I'm not opposed to buying a $2,000 thing to test it. Like I just, I'm, I yeah, love like, new technology. There's clinical trials. They go phase one, phase two, phase three, phase Sam. That's actually yeah. how <laughs> drugs get to market. <laughs> after phase three, they go straight into Sam's body. Dude, I said earlier on the podcast, if I drive a place that says it has the world's best coffee, I'm testing it. If I see a thing that says zero symptoms, miracle drug, I'm testing it. <laughs> so, okay. So tell me, uh, so we'll, we'll explain what this is. So there's a, there is a set of drugs, actually. So I don't even really know the medical stuff here, and I don't know how to pronounce anything. So you correct me where I'm wrong. But well, first of all, this- w- w- let's let's preface this by saying not this is 100% bro science, and we're like Wikipedia article and like three podcasts deep at best. So take everything what we're saying with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do anything we say. Okay, continue on. So. Basically, the background of this is basically um, there was this drug that was created to help with diabetes. And the way this works is uh, sugar cravings uh, basically come from like a blood sugar imbalance. So like when you eat sweets or carbs or drink alcohol or something like that, your body releases insulin and that like lowers your blood sugar to a lower level. But like when your blood sugar goes up and down, that makes you crave it more. So if you've ever noticed that like you get off sugar or like carb heavy stuff for 30 days or you're like by week two or three, you're like, great, I don't actually crave it anymore. But if you just taste it, you're like, I need more. I need more. (laughs) And so and so there's this uh, series of drugs that have been created for um, diabetes and you inject a very small amount of liquid like uh, I could say what that it is, but you wouldn't even know, but, uh, like enough to cover a quarter, like a very small amount. And you do it once a week. And they did this trial about, I forget how many years ago, but they tested it with like three or 4,000 people. And they gave people this drug and originally it was used for diabetes, but then they tested it for weight loss and they gave people this drug. And they noticed that when they injected it in their body, just once a week over the course of around a year, they lost roughly 15% of their body weight. So what's that mean? If you weighed 300 pounds, and this was for like obese people, if you weighed 300 pounds on day one, by after one year, you weighed, uh, what's that, 45 pounds, you lost 45 pounds in one year. And people were talking about this, and they're like, this is the craziest drug I've ever, I've ever take, because basically, it's an early drug. So we're not sure entirely of the side effects. So this is like the big, the big downside. But like, for the most part, the side effects were like, my stomach hurt, I had some diarrhea, but then after like two weeks, that shit went away. Um, And so this drug, what it does is when you eat bad food, like a sugar or something like that, or carb, you can just eat a little bit of it and you feel full and you don't crave it anymore. And that makes it really fascinating. So ultimately what it does is it lowers your calorie intake from like, you know, eating 3000 calories a day is pretty easy for some people. Now it's like, no, I feel super full after 2000. I don't crave any more food. Right. And this drug is being taken to the, the, the forms of this drug. It comes as like Ozempic or Wegovi or there's like all these like kind of the, the brand names of this same drug or this class of drugs. And it's being taken by tons of Hollywood celebrities, um, tech, kind of like tech people like Elon, Elon Musk. Takes it. Yeah. Elon Musk said he was taking it. Um, who else? There's a bunch of people that that have come kind of Dude, said that the, they're taking it or experimenting um, with it. Like basically what's going on with this drug is people were using it for diabetes and then a couple of really famous people, including Elon, I think there's, I think the Kardashians said they took it. And once that happened, then like the, the rest of the rich and famous started taking it. And so like the woman from the office, the Indian lady, uh, Mindy or oh, something Mindy like that. Kaling, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people who think she's on it because she just lost a ton of weight. And then the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal separately each wrote articles saying out in the Hamptons and out in L.A. and Hollywood everyone is on this drug and everyone automatically <laughs> like it looks 20 pounds thinner than they did six months prior. And it's been right. causing a shortage for the people who need it for di- uh, diabetes. Yeah. Oat milk is out and Ozempic is in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, okay. So this is, this is what's going on. So you told me about this a few months ago and like most things, I'm just like, I don't know what Sam's talking about. This sounds a little <laughs> crazy. I'm just going to sit this one out and see what happens. And then I hear about it again. 
Then I heard about it through one of the brand names. I didn't actually realize they were talking about the same thing you were talking Who? about. Who was talking about it? Um, dude, I, I can't tell you how many random places I have heard this. And then I'm on TikTok and there's a TikTok doctor talking about it. And I click the comments and literally the comments are all people with diabetes who are like, this is why I can't get my drugs. Like, what's going on? So there's possibly there's a ton of people with diabetes that are like experiencing because there's a shortage of access to uh, to these drugs right now. So they're trying to um, try to keep up. So, okay, where do we want to go with this? So there's a couple of things. So basically, you were ahead of the curve. You told me about it a couple of months before I started hearing about it. It's still not fully out there. I wanted to talk about it now because I think three to six months from now, this is going to be like, uh, household name. A lot of people are going to know this because it's going to be on, you know, CNN, Fox News. People are going to talk about it. More celebrities are going to come out about it. There's going to be controversies about it. There's going to be all sorts of things. And so, so we want to like call our shot and be like, we talked about it early. Yeah, we should have talked about it right when you said it. And Dude, it was this June, by the way. I, we, I started uh, learning about it in June? June. Yeah. Six months ago. Oh, man. So you, you've been way ahead of the curve. Okay. So, so you tell me about this miracle drug. Now I'm like, you know, most people, uh, miracle drug, you know, I, I'm skeptical initially. So can we talk about, I guess, like, have you looked into the science and the side effects? Because I asked a doctor friend and he goes, yeah, these drugs, they're super effective. And he's like, they work. Uh, there's no, he, he's like, I don't know of any uh, kind of known downsides to taking them right now, but also they're so new. So like, you know, we'll see 10 years from now, if, you know, everybody's small intestine is shriveled up into like a little pee and they, what, what happened? So, well, so that's the, that, that's what do you the, know? That's the downside, which is it. Now this particular drug, I don't actually think it's that new. Like these types of things have existed for, I, I believe a couple of decades. Um, but they, the, the, it is like new, like on a bigger scale. Um, I read like, there's like this rig original study that they tested this on two or 3000 people. And they found that like the side effects are like, for some people you, um, like you get muscle cramps or stomach cramps and like some things where you're just like uncomfortable for two or three weeks. For me, when I started uh, toying around with it, I got really cold. I was like freezing all day and I wanted to like wear a coat. And I thought that was just because I was just like 9% body fat, but I think it was partially the drug. Um, there's another thing where like they, there's a chance it causes thyroid cancer, but like uh, they didn't, that, that doesn't seem like a statistically significant thing, at least not to the point of like causing true concern. Right. I think the, the biggest concern is, I don't know. You know yeah, what I we mean? We just don't it's know like, yet. Okay. Yeah. So fair, fair enough. And we're not, that's not our specialty. So let's not uh, talk too much about it. Let's talk about some of the, I want to talk about the business side. And then I want to talk about your other experiments that you've done. Oh, wait, on hold on. You know, what's Giddy interesting Pig. though about this, why this is going to be big. I think, dude, I think, I, I think there's a world where this like cures obesity. So there was one downside, which is like the study that they, everyone lost this weight on after they quit taking like, it. The downside is if you were into obesity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, dude, the downside was like people gained weight after they quit taking it. Like they gained okay. back like two thirds of the weight. So like if you don't like actually use it to create habits and then you get off of it, you're just gonna get fat again. But um, I think there's a world where it helps like get rid of obesity. I also think there's a world. I think there's a world where it could help cure alcoholism. Dude, there's been people posting. I like here, the, way, the way I found all the, find all this stuff is I go to forums, which we could talk about in a second. But people are like, I'm an alcoholic and I started taking this and I don't crave alcohol anymore. Like, what's the name of a forum? Like Reddit or you're talking about like deep forum, like bodybuilding.com or something? Yeah, yeah. So like it could be a body. I will go to bodybuilding.com or there's a Reddit called semi-glutide. There's a Reddit called uh, uh, Ozempic and WeGovi. There's subreddits for all of them. How many people are part of the Reddit for semi-glutide? Uh, let's look right now. So there are... 14,000, 14,000 members, not that many. So that's pretty yeah. low. That's not so what like, but that's cool. That's enough people that like, it gets pretty interesting. And then there's another one for like each brand name. Was and then 19,000. So, and then, okay. So here's some kind of crazy business stuff. So to me, I'm like, wow, there's a, there's a miracle drug that helps you lose weight easily and almost guaranteed. And to people like tons of people and a bunch of celebrities are doing it. This thing is going to fly. So sure enough, the you know supply starts getting uh, constrained because so, too many people are trying to get it. Um, have you heard of some of these brands that try to get it to you and how crazy how much they're doing right now? So 
There's you know, like, like the like, Norvo, the the European company, and then like the like just that's the big I think the maker of it. So I was looking. I was like, how do I benefit from this financially? <laughs> I was like, I'm not taking this drug, but how do I make some money? <laughs> that's yeah. that's a different drug. And um, so I looked into the you know the maker of it, the stock, and then I was like, okay, well, um, how do uh, who how are people getting this today? So first search, if you search Ozempic, is a company called Calibrate, and Calibrate has some crazy stats. So Calibrate. Let me just send you, uh, or let me join calibrate.com. Yeah. So calibrate, basically you go to their landing page and it's like Ozempic online weight loss prescription. It's a safe doctor prescribed GLP one thing, you know, see if you're eligible. And then basically you get, it's like telemedicine. You get a call, you get a prescription, you get your weight loss drug. Um, they, they are currently valued at about 40, uh, 450 million. This company in less than 24 months, um, they've basically scaled to about a fifty million dollar run rate. No which way, is really? Kind of crazy. So June, uh, July twenty twenty, it's a zero. Um, July twenty twenty one, it's less than like you know, it's you know, it's tiny, and then it's gone up. I want to say, what is this? How did you see this? Um, I can't really say, but it's gone up. You know, ten x in a year. Um, so that's kind of crazy. And they project. Well, do you know why? We project by the end of this year, they'll be at 60 million. And by the end of next year, they'll be at 140 million. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. It is a podcast that we want you to check out. It's called D2C Pod. It's hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas. It is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And this is a podcast about all things direct to consumer, D2C. It's e-commerce stores. It's how you optimize your brand. And they're talking with founders, marketers, and the platform creators about all kinds of things that you need to know for D2C. You know, website conversion, paid ads, Facebook ads, consumer trends, email marketing, if you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives that I thought was pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to DTC Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So semi-glutide, it costs like 500 bucks a month. And when you take it, you're like, this is dope. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to quit taking this. <laughs> right <laughs> like hey turn off the heater i gotta yeah. pay for a zempic <laughs> <laughs> well it's like uh you like what would you pay to like be ripped you know what i mean you'll pay a lot uh, yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i want turns out i won't do is inject myself with a you know kind of newish drug but you know i think i'm <laughs> i'm in the minority here it looks like the majority of people are doing it so uh there's this company there's next med um Obesity is a disease, not a choice. We will help correct your body chemistry with a, with this drug. Um, okay, that's pretty pretty strong. Um, pretty strong marketing. Okay, cool. So that's uh, that's the first part. Is people are going to Google search this thing like crazy. If you go to Google Trends right now and you search for like Ozempic or you search semiglutide, you just see it's like basically going up, 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 up. And then the the Google Trends like you know they do this forecast where it's like a dotted line, and the dotted line is going straight up to a hundred. Is it really? <laughs> Yeah, they're like this thing is gonna fly, um, and so like you know, I, I think there's there's gonna be a lot of people doing this. I think that if you are creating content that is reviews, reviews, science, uh, like summarizing summarizing the science around this stuff, I think that you can make a killing right now if you can get in the top rank on SEO or on YouTube, doing reviews and um, scientific summaries and. Um, FAQs on this uh, on on these drugs because you will then be able to affiliate link out that lead and if it's five hundred dollars a month and people are staying on this thing for multiple years you might be getting paid you know three thousand dollars a lead or ten thousand sure. dollars a lead or something like that right like it, it could get kind of crazy depending on what the lifetime value is of these things and so um, I think that somebody who creates content for those Google searches is going to do really, really well, right? Like if I go search, I haven't looked at all the uh, so a lot of the SEO stuff, tools for this, but. Well, a lot of the, when I went and I went and researched this like crazy and I used um, YouTube and I used a bunch of different stuff to like learn about it. The, the majority of this content is mostly for women who are overweight. You know, it's, it's, a, it's overweight women. And I went and I was like, okay, but is this, what does this drug do for like kind of fit men? I was like, what's going, you know, I like, that's like the niche that I'm curious about. Like, okay, cool. If you're a handsome uh, podcaster, yeah. as a, uh, <laughs> yeah, is there a niche for like, uh, like guy next door? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I was like looking for like, all right. So if you're 300 pounds, this could make you 
200 pounds, but like, you know, right. like I don't need to be less fat. Like, I, I just want to, you know, how do I just. If I got a B minus face and a B plus body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I'm am like, I going like, after this? How can a Missouri eight become like a New York seven? That's just what I wanted to know. That was the niche. Um, so I was trying to learn about it, but there's like not that much content. There's some content on about it on YouTube with like Joe Rogan and more plates, more dates talks about it. Huberman is beginning to talk about it a little bit, but there's not a significant amount. Right. I also think that uh, owning a Facebook group of people who are trying these things out Would be or dope. even batching it by month, like November, you know, Ozempic bunnies. And it's like, you know, here, here we go. We're all going in. How's everyone doing? Oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh, you're on the fence click this link and you can get in, you know, like here's, here's how it works. And so I think that there's a bunch of different ways to be an affiliate for this stuff that, so, that I think is going to do well. Plus obviously the companies that are selling this stuff directly. And you don't want to take this. You're not, you're not on board. Um, like, I don't know. I'm fine. Like I, like, I'm not like, uh, completely against the idea of taking it. I just, uh, I play it safe when it comes to health stuff and uh i play it safe more, more more than anything else and so if there's a lot of unknowns and it sounds a little too good to be true i just gotta wait and like you know if i get shredded next year it's fine two years from now <laughs> if i wait this out i'll be okay uh look know, all like, i'm saying if this is really like, is gonna make it so that nobody gets fat anymore then honestly being shredded ain't gonna mean shit anyways so uh not sure not sure how i feel about it you're just fighting the advances of of modern science at your own loss. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like a flat earther of, <laughs> of the body. Well, and, and we should say like, I do think that like being natural, like I, I think there's pros and cons where they're like, people are like, well, I don't want to take drugs. And I'm like, well, like, would you keep, would you take there? And they imply that natural is better. And I'm like, I think that's actually a, a stupid argument because like I could go eat some seed that's natural and that can kill me. And also right. like if you're, if you're sick, do you do chemo? Of course you do. And so right. where do you draw the line as to like what you will and will not do? And I love testing drugs and testing all like, like I said, new products. Cause I'm like, I actually want to find out where my line is. You know, is your like, you could be like, well, I'm not going to drive a car. That's not natural. And it kills people. But I'm like, yeah, but it's pretty, pretty sick. Cars are cool. Like, <laughs> so like it, it kind of makes it worth it. So I, I, I challenge people to ask themselves and for them, they may say, well, I just don't want to take anything. And I say that I think that's great. Do what you want. But I always think it's like an interesting argument when people say they're unwilling to take a certain drug. And I'm like, well, but you're, if you drink this Coca-Cola or if you take Advil, like where are we going to draw the line? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to draw the line at things that um, I already thought were normal and new things stay out. That's, that's <laughs> the reality. Look, I'm, I'm what you call dug in. I've made my mind and I am not changing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have mental cleats and I'm yeah. in the ground right now. Um, All right. Where do we go from here? Um, let's move on. So um, other things. Oh, wait, wait. Let's finish up with weird things that you've explored that are not. So, <laughs> Dude. this looks too good to pass up. <laughs> so vaping weed. I was on that train since 2004 and I used to, <laughs> so nowadays, cause I was like, well, I want weed, but I don't want like smoke. And I was never like a weed guy, but I like, I was remember thinking about this and I'm like, I don't, I don't really even like this drug, but like the whole smoke thing seems weird. And so years ago <laughs> I bought a thing where I was like trying to research like crazy and like there's vaporizers, but and there's this thing called a volcano. You know what that is? No. It's like a $600 vape thing that would like put vape in like this plastic bag and you would toss it around the room. And I was like, that's stupid. And um, so I like went and found this like wood maker who made like an oven that you light on fire. It's basically like a meth pipe for weed. And it heats the <laughs> weed to like a certain temperature and it turns into vapes. And I was like, portable vapes, this is going to be a thing. And then like packs came out. How, how, how far ahead of the curve are you on that? So you started vaping 2004. That's crazy. Uh, when did vaping become popular? I feel like that's like five years ago. Five years ago. I was all about vaping. The other vape that I thought was going to be a thing and it never turned out. I learned about vaping alcohol. Turns out that's not like there's not like that much science to it. And butt chugging <laughs> is actually the way to go. But I was <laughs> I was curious about like, can you actually get drunk off of vapes? So I remember like creating... We got to put up the picture of you with the incredible 
Hiktan uh, versus you now. <laughs> this is the like uh, Ozempic <laughs> you know, infomercial. <laughs> How did you feel about that? That's pretty messed up, right? <laughs> what's what's pretty messed up your before picture <laughs> so basically i posted a before picture on twitter and my before picture it looks like i'm kid rock's nephew uh like your before it, picture honestly looks like so, like somebody is staging a before <laughs> picture it's like all right how do we make this as crazy as possible like yeah let's like turn the knob up all the way like yeah, like somebody said, it looks like you guys, that guy definitely has a couch in his lawn. Style <laughs> said that was Dude, so good. Later that day, I saw a guy get shot in his leg with an AK-47 in a drive-by. <laughs> I It was the most hectic part of my life. It, I was it, like, this guy definitely has like a, a, a loose you know, hot dog in his pocket right now. Just Dude, I looked like a hot later. dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, um, you know, you are a man of progress. You're a symbol of progress. Um, so that that's amazing. The uh, other thing you said, you're taking some like crazy wonder drug for your uh, Achilles right now. You want to talk about I, that or no? I'm 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 looking into this thing and I've and I've tested it out a little bit. Uh, it's called BPC one fifty seven. So it's a it's a peptide, which is it's hard to. I, I I'm not a doctor. I don't even like explaining this <laughs> stuff. But it's basically. Um, like an amino acid and it okay we, we have no public math maybe we should also have no public science <laughs> well here here's why i started getting interested i started reading on reddit on like the peptide uh what's it called a uh, peptide reddit and this guy was like my shoulder has been hurting me for 20 years and i injected myself with this thing and like three days later i have zero pain and i've complained for like five years that my achilles and my calf like it always i'm always in pain and so i was like screw it this one reddit guy I'm going to try this out. And so I did it. My calf feels amazing. I have zero pain, (laughs) dude. And so that's my point. So I think, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about. So like, I think that you can find patterns in non quantitative places. So Facebook groups, forums, article comments, uh comments on um like when box or cnn or whatever when they post their articles on on facebook looking at the comments and 90 percent of it is total nonsense but there's something interesting about like repeatedly seeing these things like here's a really like controversial one that was controversial at first but now we're like huh maybe it's not bad it's like when you were when i i, I follow all political spectrum on facebook so i can see like what articles are the trends and i'm like Wow, Fox keeps po- or Breitbart keeps posting about Wuhan lab and like a virus coming out of it. Like, what? What? The, no, this that we did. It just didn't come out this way. But why do they keep saying this? And you're, so you're like, it can't be true. Someone ate a bat in their soup, and that was what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But like this, is, and this is just one example. Where, where nowadays we're like, huh, that's actually plausible, maybe. And so what I try to do is whenever I see these crazy things, I try to say, what's the repeated pattern? And let me ask myself, like, what is the evidence? Not these people are crazy or this is stupid. Right. So like if I hear about a drug or a product, my, or my I used to say, you're just nuts. You're insane. You don't know anything that you're talking about. You're just be normal. Now I say, well, why are you saying that? And like, is there any evidence? Here's like, for example, here's one that was interesting. And I'm not a political guy. It just so happens that the political things are like way easier because there's way more of them. I saw this like crazy Instagram handle say that Putin has cancer and he's like close to dying. That could be total nonsense. But I'm like, that's really weird that someone would say that. Let me like go and research. And then like, I'm like research like, oh, wow, he did cancel to like things recently so i understand why you could jump to that like (laughs) conspiracy but like it's just like interesting to see like new ideas pop up and patterns that repeatedly happen and then to ask yourself why and that's typically how i find a lot of interesting trends another one is like do you remember keto being really popular yeah dude keto's dead keto's keto's gone (laughs) like i i would bet i haven't looked at it but go to google trends right now and type in keto and i bet you it looks like a mountain like we're on the right side of the mountain where it's going down And uh, like you just start seeing these trends where like people are like, who does keto anymore? Or uh, you just start seeing these things. And I find that so fascinating, like to figure out where these subcultures are on the Internet and what do people who are considered freaks, what are they believing? And actually, which one of their controversial opinions is going to prove to be true in like, you know, a couple of years? 
You know, I got to give it to you. Um, when you first started saying that you saw a guy on Reddit say that his shoulder pain went away and then you injected yourself, I thought to myself, this guy's an idiot. But now <laughs> I realize I misjudged you. You're a biohacker. We just needed to change the label. <laughs> we, just, we just went from mayonnaise to aioli, and I love it. <laughs> That's all you needed. You didn't, you didn't be like, yeah, I, uh, I just take random drugs from recommended by strangers on the internet. You need to say I'm part of the biohacker community. It's like Indiana Jones rebranding a, a male purse. Like, he nailed it. That's what I need. <laughs> all right, let's go to the next one. Um, okay, I got something kind of interesting for you. So, uh, speaking of Indiana Jones, <laughs> I saw a clip. This is actually a good transition. I saw a clip of the new Indiana Jones trailer. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the new movie trailer for Indiana Jones? No, I, I play sports and work out and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, in I don't there, watch like wizard movies. So, well, <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones, top five wizard. Um, he so it's played by Harrison Ford, right? And, but you know, Indiana Jones is like the remake, but it's Harrison Ford again. And there's in the trailer, there's this one scene where Harrison Ford, who you know, he looks like uh, you know, like somebody calls him Papa now. Like you know, he's a uh, he, he's, he's a little older. Um, he. Go, like rewinds the clock and he looks like young Harrison Ford in a scene. And I was like, oh, I how think they do, how they do I that? Think the, t the technical term, by the way, for people of that age is gray bush. Show, that's the preferred <laughs> nomenclature. Show some respect. Okay, yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pronouns are gray slash bush. So, um, so I was like, how do they do that thing where they like made him look young in that one scene? Like that was pretty, pretty cool. And I found out that the South Park guys, have a company around this. Have you seen this? The guys Dude. who created South Park have this company called Deep Voodoo. And they've raised a lot of money for it. They raised $20 million. And what they're doing is they are creating deep fake technology for movies. So they're like, yo, visual effects, expensive as hell. What if we can do it using AI and deep fakes? And um, the way this works is they actually were making a movie that required a lot of visual effects. And so they were kind of building this technology in-house for their own production. And I think something happened. COVID happened. They shut down the movie. And so now the movie is not happening, but they, they were like, well, how do we turn this, you know, turn this lemon into lemonade? How do we turn this failure into, you know, something that could be successful? And so they spun out the technology as its own company. And they're like, yeah, we're going to basically do this, use this technology to, make it easier to do visual effects. And so then there's this, uh, I put a link in, in our doc here. Um, oh no, I didn't put the link in, but there's a, a music video by what's his name? Uh, Kendrick Lamar. It was amazing. Okay. You've seen this video. It was amazing. Yeah, dude, I was going to, I was, I've been looking dude, into you, this. I was you play sports, you exercise <laughs> and you also watch rap videos. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I'm not a normal <laughs> podcaster. I'm a cool podcaster. <laughs> Dude, the Kendrick Lamar music video is so good. It is so, so good. It's magic. They use this technology. So what he's yeah. doing is he's, I, he's describe it. Like you, you know it better than I do. I've only seen it once. It sounds like you actually so, saw it in the wild. Basically, if I'm, uh, it, it's just basically a close up of Kendrick Lamar. And it's just him rapping. Uh, so it's Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5. It's him sit sitting in a chair. Yep. It starts and off, like, it's him. Yeah. Then at like the one minute, 45 second mark, all of a sudden, his face just changes into uh, OJ Simpson. And it looks so great. Like the, he's wearing the same shirt, same hair. It just, just his facial features change to identical to OJ Simpson, but he keeps rapping. And it's not like, you know, sometimes you see these AI things where the mouth is like, it's like not quite moving with the words. And you would think that it'd be pretty hard to do with rap, um, but they did it. It's like, it looks perfect. And he looks like OJ. Then he changes into Will Smith. Then he changes into Kanye. Then he changes into Nipsey Hussle. He changes it. And he just keeps uh, morphing. And if you look at the bio, it says Deep Fake from Deep Voodoo. Special thanks to Matt Stone, Trey Parker, and Deep Voodoo uh, for the production of this video. And so that is, uh, that's pretty cool. And I think this is kind of amazing. These guys, these guys, uh, you know, the, the South Park guys, that's kind of like a like some people look up to Elon and they're like, oh, Elon is the the he's that's the that's the best it can be career wise. You know, he's the he's the Michael Jordan. For me, these guys are a little bit more like the Michael Jordan. I agree, right? they, man. The they've never, they, they have no blemishes. Park, 
creation of South Park. South Park's amazing. The way they went about it, the way they poured their heart and soul into it. If you have ever watched that movie, what is it? Seven Days to Air. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, it's awesome, man. Tell, it basically it shows is. how they they produced South Park in one week. Every episode is in one in seven days, and they just followed them for like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it's like, boom! Here's the the episode goes live and. All right, back to the meeting room tomorrow. We got to do another one. And we do that for the whole season. And that's how they stay super topical with their with their um, shows, whereas other shows can't because they they film the whole thing over a longer period of time or they animate it over a longer period of time. So they can't do things that just happen. Um, so they did that. They did Book of Mormon. So now then they they crush it at the play, um, you know, Broadway play, you know, space. Now they're doing it with this product, this uh, technology company, this production company. I think they just signed a nine hundred million dollar deal, by the way, with somebody. So what? these guys are just like crushing. Wait, what? Not what nine hundred million dollar deal? I think with a uh, Viacom, they signed a deal. I think for South Park, or uh, I don't know if it's South Park or it's other shows too. But it's that's uh, crazy, dude. Crazy. And I bet I, I wouldn't doubt if they're each worth something like four hundred million dollars. Um, these guys are like prolific, and they've done it. How long has South Park been around? I think like thirty years. And they're just I mean, boys. sorry, not 30. They're just friends, 20. dude. It's great. Yeah, they're great, man. And like, what's funny is these guys make like raunchy kid comedy and they've never had like a blemish. Like they've never really done anything wrong. Like the worst thing they've ever done is like gone to like the remember when they went to the award ceremony on LSD and they dressed up like J-Lo? <laughs> no <laughs> so so there was like that at, at, there was an mtv movie awards where j-lo wore this uh jennifer lawrence or lopez wore this like green dress that was like risque and like was iconic whatever the next year they dressed they, up like uh, they that. wore that actually i do remember this yeah that dress is iconic so and they tell the story they're like yeah we just like took a bunch of lsd and decided to do that and they're hilarious these guys are the best and they're super prolific man they're awesome Our software is the worst. Have you heard of HubSpot? See, most CRMs are a cobbled together mess, but HubSpot is easy to adopt and actually looks gorgeous. I think I love our new CRM. Our software is the best. HubSpot, grow better. So these guys, I think they got to be our Billy of the Week. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. So they signed a $900 million deal with Viacom CBS in August of 2021. Book of Mormon, their Broadway play, has grossed $500 million in revenue, and they just raised $20 million for this new deepfake company. Um, and basically, they say, you know, deepfakes have this rap of being, you know, problematic because there's going to be fake news and there's going to be misinformation. But also, it's going to be really important for Hollywood films. So things like... Um, de-aging the character like in, in uh like harrison ford in indiana jones or the music video stuff that you saw their bet is that visual effects are too expensive and that deep fake technology can make it much more cost effective to do creative work and um yeah it's kind of crazy so they they basically the movie they had a movie suspended due to covid they pivoted out the team and decided to provide deep fake tools to hollywood um before that the thing they were making was a 14 minute comedy featuring a, a deep faked version of donald trump and so that's what got, uh, good. got canned. Um, Did you just yeah. yawn during your own segment? I've been doing a lot of talking here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another good, another good South Park thing, another good South Park thing that I stole from them a long time ago was there's this video of them talking about storytelling. Have you seen this where they're like, no. uh, they're like, we have one trick when it comes to storytelling, one rule when it comes to storytelling. And um, they, it's like, they're teaching a class, I think on storytelling. And they go anywhere you can say, and and then this happened. He's like, you know, what? When a kid tells a boring story, they're like, I came from school, and then my mom said this, and then she said I can have some candy, and then she I got the candy, and then it's like this is the most boring story ever. Just you know, kill me now, <laughs> and then you know, you know, and then is that that key word where you're not providing any twists and turns that would make this an interesting story. You're just layering on more shit, more shit, more shit, and so they're like swap that with a but therefore so instead you would say i came home from school and asked my mom for candy but she wasn't home and she's always supposed to be home therefore i went outside and i started saying mom 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 but the only person who was there was this uh, my neighbor who's always creepy blah 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 and so but and therefore 
make for an interesting story, whereas and then makes for a boring story. So they can literally take a script and just cross out all the sort of like and then uh, types of, of, of connector words and replace them with a button so or a button therefore. Someone tweeted, um, why do you like my first million? And we got like hundreds of replies. And the common thread was, um, Sean just oozes and drips charisma and his storytelling <laughs> is so good and it's just addicting. And Sam, Sam has a funny there. laugh. <laughs> 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 One guy goes, <laughs> Sean's got such good stories and he's such a great storyteller. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I think because I retweeted it. So it was like, you know, people who like me, I guess, who were, who were replying. But um, yeah, they were like, you know, uh, the the experience, the stories, whatever. I was like, I feel like your experience, the stories, and like crazy weirdness is what makes the podcast tick. I really believe that. I think. Oh, here's another compliment I got for you. I was actually going to start the pod with this. I forgot. I was when we were at that, um, like you know, weekend retreat or whatever. Uh, I had asked somebody a question. I was like, because I'm trying to think about what to do in my life, right? I'm like, okay, sold Milk Road, thinking about what's next, and I was like. Okay, I think life comes down to like picking the right thing to want. So like picking what you want and then bending reality to make it happen. Yeah. And picking the right thing to want in the first place is almost even harder than fi- becoming a reality bender. Like at this it's point, I believe I'm a reality bender. That was hard, yeah. but that was the first 15 years. And now I realize, oh, shoot, if I am a reality bender, I better pick right. And so I said, so I asked somebody, I go, I go, who was there? I go, man, who do we know? Who, who are our examples of people that I feel like they pick the right things to, to care about and to work on and like go for, like they pick the right goals basically. And then they bend reality and make them happen. And I was like, who's like a plus at both of those things. And I thought I would have this like handful, like just like a, a basket full of examples that I could just be pulling out from for inspiration. And what I found was that even the people who I think are super smart, most of them were picking like dumb things to to think about, care about, work on, right? Like they were not picking well. And then a bunch of people who picked well weren't ever going to bend reality to their will. It was like, yeah, I talked to them five years ago, still wanted that. Here we are five years, five years later, you know, no, no real progress. You know, they're still just trucking along kind of like they don't really, they haven't really figured out how to make it happen. So, like, I'll give you some examples of what I mean by this. So, we have a buddy. I'll kind of pick on him. I'll pick on him, but I won't say his name. Very successful, probably worth I don't know, hundred to two hundred million. Um, I feel like has just been batting a thousand. Like, just had wins ever since the age of like you know twenty four. Like, just kind of first thing worked in a small way. Next thing worked in a big way. Now they're doing a new thing. You know. That's, you know, or in between, they invested in a bunch of things, good, good investments. Um, now they're doing a new thing. It's sure enough, it's working and they make it look easy to the point where I was jealous. I was like, damn, this person makes it look easy. And I'm like, but the problem is, and I even told them this, I go, I feel like you beat the level of this video game. And then instead of going on to the next level, you just hit reset on your Super <laughs> yeah. Nintendo and played that same level again. And you're doing that thing where you're just almost like trying to speed run that same level, like perfect you know like people who play mario and they're like i'm going to perfect this level right it's like dude just go to the next level and have, have a different adventure have an Im- improved adventure right like more challenging or more interesting and what did they or say? just new and they were, at first they were like when i told them this they i was like um they were starting a new thing it was working everybody else was patting them on the back being like you've done it again it's working i can't believe how easily you're able to make these things work and i was sort of like I feel that way, but I also feel like you're playing the same level. Of course, you're making this work again. You already know how to do this. Um, they did a thing recently where they bought a company and they were super pumped that the company like, and it was a great buy. They made a great buy. They bought a company. It's not like they had a background buying companies. They just did it. They bought the right thing. It wasn't available on the market. They found the person. They convinced them to sell. It's making a few million dollars of profit a year. They're going to pay back their whole investment in, you know, 15 months or something like that. It's a fantastic buy by all accounts. But why, why are they doing that? What, what does that bring to your life? You're already worth 
you know, a hundred to $200 million, this $2 billion a year of profit is not doing anything except for distracting you from maybe what you should focus on, which would be something else. And, um, it's kind of nitpicking, you know, like a, you know, somebody who's you know amazing at, the, at a game. So I, I kind of don't want it to be, I don't mean it in a negative way. I just mean it in, man, it's really hard to find somebody who picks the right shit and knocks it out the park. And what do I know? As I'm brainstorming, I'm like, dude, I think Sam is that guy. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I thought of a couple people, but I just like last night when I was thinking about this, I was like, Dude, Sam is the best example. Let me tell you why. <laughs> I remember when you were um, like, you've done a bunch of things where you're like, I'm going to motorcycle across America. It was like, like not what everybody else was picking. You weren't just following a herd. <laughs> yeah. um, you then immediately went and did it. So you've done a bunch of things that like, I feel like you were choosing. You didn't just do what everybody else was doing. And each one added to your like life value uh so it's like oh this trip across america right or this way to make a bunch of money uh you know because having a bunch of money gives me this like safety net and ability and ammo to go do cool stuff even after you uh, so the newsletter was another one where it's like what the hell is this guy doing uh but you figured it out you bent bent reality to your will you made it happen and you were completely right right i i was like oh you're gonna do a content company and your answer is i'm gonna do better content <laughs> and i was like where's the disruption where's the technology where's the new platform what's the what's the pitch and the pitch was like yeah like you ever read this stuff man it's dry it's boring it doesn't even t- like it doesn't speak to us and i was like your plan is to be less boring. That was literally your business plan, right? Like that was literally yeah. your pitch deck for the hustle. Yeah. Was like I called it the Daily Show effect. I was yeah. like, we're just gonna be like a little funny. Yeah, I was like, dude, that is not a pitch. I remember I was trying to give you like help. I was trying to help a friend, and uh, turns out I needed the help. And it so, was like, so stupid. It was so stupid. I can't believe it worked. If I'm being honest, like I was right in a way that it didn't become like a multi-billion-dollar company because you no. weren't doing some like crazy crazy shit but like so it, it may not have been the right investment so I, maybe i was right there but but f- who cares because you were like dude i'm gonna own 90 percent of this and i'm gonna sell this i'm gonna have you know like whatever tens of millions of dollars in my bank yeah. account which will let me live and do whatever the hell i want by the time i'm 30 and then sure enough it's exactly what you did you bet reality to your will you picked the right goal you were like i'm gonna have this like huge financial war chest by doing the thing i know um, I'm going to have fun, build a cool brand and meet a bunch of cool people along the way. Like you did with HustleCon. So you did that. Then you were like, all right, should I do this Airbnb thing? He started thinking about luxury Airbnbs and short-term rentals and creating a portfolio there. And I was like, wow, how does he think of it? Like, what well, you, again, that's not where most people are going with the next step of their career. And <laughs> you started, pick, and then you, and then the thing you've picked now, which we don't talk about too much now, but like, I'll the talk thing you about it now, eventually. Yeah. I think is the perfect project for you. And it's the perfect project for where you're at. And I'm like, damn, he did it again. I even texted you this. I go, your project selection was so perfect. All I can do now is try to think of the second best project to pick <laughs> for, for myself. Wait, and what was my reply to you? Did you remember? Uh, you oh, you I were said, like, dude, you had this. You you know, you stopped right or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I actually, I, I don't want to say too much because then it'll it'll kind of give it away. But like, yeah, I had prototyped the same idea. Um, liked it, but I was like, you know, didn't have it all kind of figured out and I wasn't really ready to go do a new thing. And so I just kind of like, I took the, like the quick win and I moved on and you were just like, Oh wait, that's like, you know, that that's actually, you figured out the right way to do it and you're doing it and (laughs) it's amazing and it's going to work. So dude, I just want to say, I think you're that guy. And I think this is a really important thing to figure out is who are the people that you think, um, choose the right things to focus on and then are able to bend reality to their will. Cause that's like the one, two punch that is uh, like most important in life. And I think that, um, well, thank you for those compliments. You got by, like, by the way, one, one more, one more. It's not just about work, right? So it's like fitness, right? If we showed that before and after, like you really like made it a point to get in phenomenal shape health wise. That's, and, and not just like you're and not just like shape, but like mobility, strength, athleticism, like things that actually like are de-aging, right? Like they're the reverse, reversing aging rather than just how many friends do we have that just basically are like only focused on stockpiling success and money. And you meet them and you're just like, dude, like 
you're just going downhill, right? Right. Like the aging is like, it's going at double speed. So yeah, you're making more money, but you're doubling your age rate by the stress, the lack of the bad lifestyle that you're living, right? It's like, it's not good. Um, and so that's very common. And I think you're uncommon in that. The last one is like, let's say family or relationships, that sort of thing too. Like, how do you make it a point to be good at that, right? Choose the right focus. Or I want to have this great family life and then bend reality to your will. And so I think uh, I really respect that, you know, about you. And I think that that's something that I'm looking for more models of that in my life because um, I now realize that that's the most important one to punch. Well, thank you. I think not to like, make out with you on this podcast, but yeah, if you want, like <laughs> buy me dinner first. Uh, <laughs> but I think you got you, you, we flattered you uh, with this tweet. So you got your ego. I was, I was, I messaged Sean. I go, God, these guys really hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the what I learned, the reason why I'm able to do some of these things, one, I think it was Guy Ritchie. He said something like, you are the director of your own movie. Uh, and whenever I heard that line, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't like this game I'm playing, but I also make up the rules. So right. I'm going to I'm going to make the rules Change to my game. game. I'm like, it's like, I only have myself to blame if I'm not happy because I'm ma I make the rules. And so that kind of changed my perspective. And another thing, I was working with Sophia Amoruso. That, she's um, the uh, nasty gal, this, you know, big company. And then now she's got business class, this new thing. She's, her and I become great friends. And I, she was like, hey, I need some help with my 2023 goal setting. And I was like, cool, here's um, my framework for doing this. Uh, let's sit down and sit for an hour and do it. And I was like, Sophia, how are you so successful? And you've never like written down like what you're proud of the previous year what you regretted what would make you happy to accomplish this year what those numbers like i'm like i was like all right so here's how much money how much money do you want to make what would make you happy okay that number all right great let's work backwards and have a plan all right cool what about uh, i always do family fitness fun finance so i'm like all right what about relationships what, what would make you proud in one year to be all right let's do um uh, uh your body uh, you know, where do you want to be physically? Let's write down a plan for that. And like, boom. So we just set aside this time. That was our worry time. This was the time where we're going to stress and we're going to worry about what's going to make us happy. And we're going to make a guess that boom, that's going to make us happy. Then we're going to stress on this plan. Have we settled? Is the plan done? The plan's done. I'm not worrying about it anymore. All I'm doing is executing this. The worry time is done. Next quarter, I'll give myself eight hours on a Sunday then I can worry then. But between now and then, there is no such thing as worry. All that all, all that there is, is I'm executing the plan. The worry time already happened and I've got scheduled worry time in the future. And so what I think a lot of people don't do is they don't spend enough time sitting down and saying, what do I want? What are the rules of the game that I'm going to play? And let's create those rules and literally write them down. And for the next some period of time, I'm going to follow those rules as best as I can. And then we're going to reassess, are those rules actually good? And I don't think people do that systematically enough. So you said something like, you know, I didn't like the way that the movie was going, but then I realized I'm the director and I could switch it. Like, what, what was that point? And what was the movie like before? And then what, what did you make a point to switch? Well, um, you know, when I was between the ages of like 19 and like 23, like I had some substance issues and I got in trouble and everything. And I remember, this sounds like really lame, but I remember watching a concert. It was actually Oasis, which makes us even lamer. And they were singing a song. And I remember Wonderful. like watching. Yeah, it was like really lame. I remember I was like drunk in bed, like watching this YouTube video. And I remembered like the singer was outputting very little energy. Like, and yet there was 100,000 people in the crowd singing back to them. And I'm like, wow, that's leverage, man. This guy wrote this song in his bedroom. And it's like, because it's such a good song. And he has such an interesting personality that he's got like 100,000 fans as well as 40 million views repeating back to him the words, even though he's exerting a little bit of energy. That's leverage. That's the ideal way to live your life is to have leverage. And I'm wasting it. And so I remember like changing it around after I saw that. And I'm like, that is, uh, I was like, I think I'm special enough to do something like that. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I know I have the ability to get there, but I'm wasting it by not leveraging myself. And I can only truly have leverage if I focus on like what my goals are going to be. So I remember like going through that and like that is really what changed it. And then moving to San Francisco and meeting you, meeting a, a couple other people and it normalized achieving goals. And then I realized, OK, great, I can bend the reality easily. I know how to do that. Now I just got to figure out on what do I want and then just figuring out like what's a holistic want. And so I met a couple people um, who it's like they weren't all focused on work and I would ask them why they're doing something. And they're like, 
because it's sick. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Life can be fun. Like, it doesn't just have to be about money. And uh, yeah, I remember changing when I lived in Nashville when I was a loser. I was like, I'm a fucking loser right now, but I know I have an it factor. <laughs> and when you, uh, you met people who, have a, who had a holistic, like a holistic want, is that what you called it? Yeah, like, or I'll just like read about them. So like Laird Hamilton, you know, Laird Hamilton? Yeah. Like he interests me or like Rob Dyrdek were these guys. And I'm like, you're just doing dumb shit just to do dumb shit. And they're just like, yeah, but it's fun. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so right. That it, it is fun. I, that I need to have more fun. So like, I remember like reading or talking about them on the pod and that like kind of has changed a little bit too. Yeah. And you kind of seem to like these people that, um, like they kind of chart their own path or they're like, they just, they do it somewhat like, uh, like Rob Deerdeck, you know, it's like, he's a skateboarder makes a kind of like a, a show. That's like, um, you know, hanging out with his friends and this, like f- the fantasy factory and like all this stuff, right? Like it's kind of like you're fun, but it's like, have fun on blast or have turn your fun into business in some way. Right. Is that, is that kind of like a good description? Like, why do you like those personalities more than, um, you know, whoever, you know, the, the, the traditional people that people look up to. Like, I don't think most people in, in who are entrepreneurs, when you say, who do you think's kind of got it figured out or who do you, who do you look up to? They're not like Laird Hamilton and Rob Deerdeck, right? Like, that's yeah, like because, a pretty unique thing to say. So why is that? Because most people don't live life intensely enough. And because they, and they, I think they don't live it intensely enough because they're afraid and I'm afraid too. But then I see people do stuff. So like, for example, um, like, wouldn't it be cool if we owned like a farm and we just go out there and just like shoot guns and ride motorcycles and like have a blast? Like, that would be fun. Like, if you're just like sitting around, you're like, I wish I could do that. It's like, cool, you could do that. You're gonna make this much money, you're gonna save it, you're gonna go buy this farm, then you're gonna go and buy all the motorcycles, and then you're gonna tell all your friends about it. And like, now you have this thing, like, you can do that. Like, or like, or some people are like, man, it'd be like, I like cars. I'm like, I wish I just had a warehouse full of cars and I could just sit around my friends and just like tinker on the cars. I'm like, great, you can do that. Like, I I just think that you can make any rule you want and then like make it a reality. So that's why I just like get off on that. And I don't think people, uh, even when it comes to work, fitness or fun, that they dial up the, 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 they're living at like a three when they, it's very easy to turn it to an eight. So what would be, let's say before you're 20, you're 20, two or whatever and now you're 30 what are you 31 32 uh, i was born in 89 what does that mean i'm 33 okay, so 33 yeah, okay so you're 33 years old and i feel like you did a, a kind of like you dialed up the knob on fitness right we saw the before and after photo you i told you up- i i tweeted i think i texted you two years ago i got i go i'm gonna become a fitness influencer this year <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> this might not have been the right thing to want actually maybe i take that back <laughs> it's not but like i the point being i was like i'm gonna guilt myself into getting fit right uh the second thing is you turned up the knob on finances so you went from broke to uh not. never have to work again right yeah. like you broke to rich um you went from you know single to you know married and and with somebody you love you went from, um, uh, I don't know if you were having a lot of fun then, but like, I think now you have like your dude ranch fun. where you can like go and shoot, you know, shoot guns, motorcycles, work out, you know, whatever you live in different places, different times of the year, right. You're crafting that whatever lifestyle you're, you're into right now. All right. So that's 33. What's the next holistic want for you? So that 43 is, is it just more of the same, like do the same thing, do, like enjoy this for the next 10 years, or is it, there's another, there's a, there's another level you're you're looking to reach. Um, financially, if I'm not worth at least 150 million dollars by the age of 40, that would I would be considered that would be a miss on my goals. Now that what, what's the meme? Uh, I'm not worth 150 million dollars. You know, I'm gay and my parents die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I think that, but like obviously that's gonna have no impact on happiness. But that's just like the goal I have. Okay. Um, uh, so that's, that's it. I think, well, I, my, by the way, uh, why would you do something that has no impact on happiness? Why would you want to bench 300 pounds? It's just cause I, I don't. So that's <laughs> well, but like some people do like I, I, cause I set goals and I hit them. That's why. Cause that's what I do. <laughs> that, like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I thought that would be a cool goal. And I think it's really fun. The, the journey of like achieving that is cool. Like nothing. I think it's it, like uh, you'd respect yourself if you've pulled that off. 
Yeah, because I'm afraid that I can't do it. Therefore, that's my that's now my goal. Because I, okay. yeah, um, so I don't know. Like, why do you want to? Why do you want to? Why do you want to be ripped? Like, it's I don't know if it'll make you happy, but it's like it's just a cool little thing. Um, and then um, I'll have kids, so that will change the thing. But what I really want is I want to own more property that can. I want to own compounds. That's really what. That's that's kind of like a goal is to have compounds. So you remember when we went to camp MFM? And um, we were at the, like, basically a compound. I want yeah. a bunch of sick ones of those. And regardless if I'm there or not, I'd be like, yeah, you guys go and use the compound. You could have it. Um, that's really what I want. I care about physical space like that. I think that that would be a, 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 something I'm looking forward to. But no, I don't really have that many goals other than those things. I just want to live a dope life. You know, be a, at that. <laughs> just just be a, be a fucking man. Like I get, I get pride <laughs> out of being, being a man. And like, well, I just... Like, look, I I am fearful of everything that everyone else is fearful of, and probably even more. I I would say maybe I'm even more sensitive to that. And so I think it's fun to be like, I'm afraid to have this hard conversation. Therefore, I must have this hard conversation with this person. And I feel like pride and like being a man and like honoring, you know, what Did I'm supposed say, to honor. I'm afraid to have this conversation. Therefore, I must have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels good to like. Uh, be like, look, I'm brave. I can do it. I just get, I get off on those things. Yeah, there's a part of me that's a lot like you, and then there's a part of me that's not that way at all. But it's really funny just to see that just dialed up to ten, and it's like, yeah, that's just how he lives, <laughs> and that's what's important to him. Like you said, it's really like, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> it's really important to be a fucking man. Yeah, uh, like uh, for me to be a fucking man, and I just found that <laughs> that's hilarious. It's never, that's a thought I have never had. <laughs> well, and, you know, like. Um, Someone's so me, different in that way. Someone told me they're like real men don't change their opinion based on every little like bit of emotion or insight that they have. And like I and I remember up into that, I remember at the hustle, and you do you do this too, and, and I do this all the time where I'm running a company and something bad happens, and I'm like, oh, the company's ruined. Um, <laughs> like our quarterly plans are shit. Everything I gotta needs go to change. fire, I've gotta yeah. fire everyone. And then someone told me they're like, men don't behave that way. And I was like, oh. You're right. Like, like I got to be a man about this, and I cannot let, I cannot get emotional over this. Some of this stuff, I have to like, like, no. There's not been meaningful data yet to show that I should change my opinion. This is just normal, like, bad news. If you news had stuff. like forty percent more jewelry, twenty percent more uh, tint on your glasses, and eighty percent more of an accent, you could be Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> you're just dude. like a few tweaks away, dude. You're like. I sh- I'm like making this dish. I test the sauce. <laughs> a little umami, a little bit, a little more salt, a little, a little dash of little, Romania. <laughs> yeah, little Eastern European. I need a little bit of that. A little. By tan, the way, a little more jewelry, a little man, man jewelry. You could be Andrew Tate. I called out Andrew Tate as having. He was the like it was a breakout year in 2022, and then I read about what his um uh what he's accused of doing and like some of the evidence and then i saw like a video where he admitted it do you see the video where he admitted it no he admitted it he like talks about how he manipulates these girls into being on webcam and how he like he just says horrible shit i want to say that that pick is sort of like time magazine making hitler the person of the year in 1938 <laughs> like <laughs> they do that is that a real thing yeah, yeah 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 it was like two years before world war ii hitler was time's person Wait, of the year are you serious I swear to God. Yeah, I don't know what year it was. Time Magazine, Hitler, person of, of year. Let's find out what year it was. Uh, 1938. Yeah, I was right. Uh, 1938, he was Time's person of the year because he came in power and he like made a lot of change. But like, what I want to say, what a sick reference by you just now to draw that analogy <laughs> and nail the year and talking about a magazine and wor- that was... <laughs> Dude, because like, Chef's here's kiss. the thing. That was wonderful. <laughs> because, yeah, g- by the way, Google it. You can see the picture. There's like a picture of him on Time Magazine when he was person of the year. You can be breakout of the year and also a piece of shit. And I want to say, Andrew Tate, <laughs> breakout person of, of the year, huge piece of shit. You got to go and see what this guy says. Now, also, the thing about pieces of shit, you could be 90% all right. And 90% of the things that you say can be like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. You've just inspired me to go work out. And but ten percent of it could be horrible, and because of that, I dislike you. And that's kind of what he does to me. Where like ninety percent, I'm like, yeah, that's a great line. You're right. Oh, great. Let's empower men to exercise and have confidence. 
ooh. But anytime <laughs> you use the and then someone's race, I'm out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I actually don't know if he said that, but like anytime I hear like the Jews or the blacks, I'm like, yeah, I'm out, dude. I'm not on board with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is officially the bro episode or the bromance episode. We did semi-glutide and the weight loss get shredded part. We did South Park creators as Billy of the as as Billy of the Week. We did uh Sam's you know therapy session slash me sucking up to Sam where I gassed him <laughs> up. Um, we did be a fucking man as uh, <laughs> as Sam's internal monologue, and I think this is the bro episode, the bromance episode. I hope. Uh, by the way, we said something the other day. We were like, you know, to our four female fans, um, <laughs> thank you for coming. We it's like uh, at every Indian wedding for some reason, my mother in law she has to give a speech where she thanks individually everybody who came from India. Cause there's like, just like, she's like, they came so far. I have to say, thank you. This auntie for coming stand up, please. And then, everybody yeah. laughs. And then she says, and this person came also from so far stand up, please. And it's like the worst speech you've ever seen. That's how we are with our four female fans where we're like, thank you, Ashley, you are yeah. still here. We so, so, so appreciate it. Um, sorry about the be a fucking man part earlier. That was probably boring and or offensive. Um, but thank you so much. And so they they DM'd us uh, after we made that joke on the last pod, and they're like, "Hey, female fan here, um, you know, whatever." I love it. And so I hope we just didn't lose them after this bro, episode. <laughs> we did. This was not the bro podcast. Everything we said, that's good, regardless of who you are. Be a fucking man. Change it to be a fucking woman. You're all right. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Before we get canceled, let's get let's leave. <laughs>